How about now? Woohoo! When I was a youth pastor, I used to uh, say, all right, let's all move forward two rows. Could I do that here? Could you move forward two rows? Would that be too terrible? Just two, not three or four, just two. Oh, look at this. Front row seats. Now, now you're in this, the spitting ring. You're in the spitting, you know, projectile area. What's that? Cheryl, I'm sorry. You can sit wherever you want. Stay in the back. It was a request, not a rule. Thanks, guys. Just makes me feel less isolated and all of that kind of stuff. You know, I I like our church. I like you guys, and and I I know most everybody pretty good. Um, it's really cool um, being a part of a church where you where you know people and you. You know, we had a great time at the Andonian Seniors on the. I don't know. Did we call it dinner for eight? But um, hanging out with Peter and Jen and and. Uh, Peter and Christine and Ben and who am I forgetting? Yeah, Lori and Caleb. And where are they? Caleb's in Vietnam and all over the place. Anyway, so these small groups and everything and the marriage refresh. Hope to see you guys there too. It'll be awesome growing time together. Let's pray. Lord, here we are together to receive from you. And I pray that you help me not get in the way of, of uh, how you want everybody to receive. I pray that you help me to speak clearly and uh, speak things that will be helpful and encouraging to everyone. I pray that you help each of us to be able to uh, really tune into your spirit and, and, uh, and what you are doing in our hearts. We know you are at work in us continually prompting us, helping us, drawing us to be the best people that we can be and accomplish your plan for our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, so uh, so, th- so I just, this first slide, it says undaunted, and I love, uh, I love that word uh, because um, we are in this world for the purposes, uh, for the purpose of being, you know, uh, tasked with uh, challenges and difficulties and all kinds of things. And I'm not a uh, suffering for Jesus kind of, of person, we're, but we're here in this world. You think about it, and I know I've said this before, but if you think about it, God would be mean if he didn't have some purpose for us to be here on this cursed world when everything in heaven is going to be better than what it is here on earth. So We've got some things to go through. But I, I love this little picture that comes up with this slide here. And we're all praying and hoping that it's going to work. Nope. Come on, little girl. I saw it before service, and it was back there, and it was looking wonderful. So technical difficulties for a moment. This is actually fits right in with what we're 
what the whole message is, you know? It's, it's like things get messed up. Can you, I don't know what's with that white box. So, look, oops. We saw it, that's good enough. So, what you didn't see is the look on her face. She just has this look of determination. She's just going for it. And, and she's also kind of marching. You know, she's, she's not just strolling, she's marching. You know, it's like she's got her calculus and physics homework in her back, and she's bringing it to turn it in, and all of those kinds of things, you know. And, and, uh, and then she just stumbles and falls, as you, as you saw, and then she gets right back up again and goes... And carries on, you know, and the, the the look on her face is pretty much the same after she gets as she gets up and and carries on and 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 goes about her business and stuff, you know. What she, what I think is really uh, important to notice is that when she she gets up and she does this whole thing, what she doesn't do, which most of us would probably do, is well, what do you think we would do? Besides, you know. I think most of us would probably go, did anybody, anybody see that, <laughs> you know, <laughs> who's looking, did, I mean, somehow they knew that there was, well, maybe they didn't know, but somebody was taking a picture of her, and uh, didn't, she was completely undaunted, completely unfazed, continuing on her, her business and so forth, you know, we're worried that it's going to end up on, whoops. I'm, I'm living out my message just for you. <laughs> and I'll just... <laughs> so, <laughs> since we're all just family here, I'll just let you know. So, uh, my phone uh, is Bluetooth to my hearing aid. I have hearing aids. <laughs> and if I do anything, my glasses or anything... <laughs> Siri starts talking to me. <laughs> so right while I'm telling you those things, she's going, daunted is a word that blah, 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 blah. <laughs> uh, here we go. Anyway, uh, <laughs> yeah, I th- I, when, we, when we screw up, when we, when we fall down, you know, <laughs> We want to look and see who who might have seen that and how embarrassed do we need to be over our our screw up, you know? <laughs> Woo! All right, let's go to the next slide. <clears throat> oh, this really sucks. <laughs> hey! Okay. Um, Daniel's uh, my son, his kindergarten teacher said this, if you can't make a mistake, you can't make anything. And the, she, she was speaking to, of course, encourage kids to, to go for it, to color outside of the lines, you're not going to get in trouble, to, to, you know, attempt things that perhaps might, they might not be able to succeed at. And it's just that quick that uh, by, by the age of five or six years old that we learned 
to be worried about mistakes. We worry about failures and so forth. That little girl was too young to worry about mistakes. She just got up and brushed her hands off and kept on going. We, we learn how to, uh, how to be embarrassed or be afraid of failing. Little bitty kids, they're not concerned about that in any kind of way. And that is how God designed us to be. Okay? To not be afraid to make mistakes and not be afraid to screw up, but to continue on in, in doing what he calls us to do. Okay? And I just had that thought. Imagine if they made a gif of your serious pratfalls. Imagine if the stuff that we have done was like played over and over and over again besides the ones that play over and over again in our brains and in our minds, you know. Um, that would be horrible. I guess that's what social media is about, right? Anyway, I, I wrote that are we good thing because uh, Judy went to uh, visit some uh, relatives in Tucson, and, and it's the first time I'd ever heard um, what this lady did with her, her kids, um, my, my wife's cousin. Um, what she did with her kids is when they, when they like graduated from college, she sat down with them. I thought this was really brilliant. She sat down with them, and she said, hey, guys, one at a time, of course, hey, guys, um, so... Are we good? It's like, I know I've screwed up a lot as your mom. And I know I've made a lot of mistakes. And I know I've done some hurtful things. But to be honest, I did the best that I could. But you may have some things that, you know, I, that you, you hold against me, uh, offenses that I did. And I want to I wanna work through that. I want to talk through that. I want to I wanna deal with that. I want to get... Free f- I want you to get free from that. I want, I want it to, I want us to be unencumbered going forward. And also, it's on you now. <laughs> Talk to me about anything that I did that hurt you or you're holding against me or whatever, so that so that we can be free. But after that, I'm not gonna carry guilt. I'm not gonna carry the shame of my parenting screw ups because. There are no perfect parents. We all screwed up in some kind of way. And so I'm sorry, but from now on, after we get through here and you get whatever, we can work together, you know. Um, but after that, it's on growth from here on out is on you. And are we good? Are we good? You know, I just thought that's, that is really, really brilliant to give your kids the opportunity to, to be able to share uh, whatever they might need and struggles they might have and offenses they might have and and have that really good uh, connection with, with mom and dad before they go off into adulthood. And it's really good for the parent to be able to go, I'm turning a corner on that. I'm turning a chapter. I'm moving on and I'm going to be free from any guilt that I carry with it. Because I, I work with adults that are still struggling with their shame of of the mistakes they made in their in their 20 or 30 years before, you know, and it, it comes to a place where it's like we have to, you know, and move on with with uh, with life. Okay, um, Trey talked about this last week. Let's go to the next. Oh, we're already up. To, no, we're not. Go to the next slide, please. Um, battling the performance mindset. Um, and I said here, it's, it's a, you know, what Trey was saying, I feel good when I'm doing good, and I feel bad 
when I'm feeling bad. And we want to get to the place where we just can embrace God's grace and so forth. You know, but there's, there's, not, there's nothing wrong with feeling good about doing good and accomplishing good things. That's awesome, and that is as God plans for it to be. We should feel good regardless of whether we do good or, or, or not. But, but uh, the, you know, performing well and all those kinds of things, that's great. And you can see that in little bitty kids. They celebrate. They go, Daddy, was that awesome? Daddy, do I look? You know, and all those kinds of things. They're, they're looking for that. They, they want that, okay? But, the, um, but when we fall down and we fail, we get trained, as it says there, to feel bad, okay? And after we've been trained, it becomes normal to feel bad. We, we, we've just learned how to do that. That little girl, she, didn't, she hasn't learned that yet. She hasn't been laughed at. She hasn't been ridiculed. She hasn't been, you should, little girls don't cry, big boys don't cry. They haven't heard those kinds of messages yet. So her in that case, you know. But we hear those messages again and again. We, you know, we get shamed for things that we do. We get ridiculed for things that we do. And pretty soon, every time we screw up, we feel bad. And the deeper that we screw up or the deeper ridicule that we've had, the deeper the shame that we've had, the harder it is for us to recover and the more that we live in that place of, of failure and mistakes and so forth. So the, the goal for us is, number one, to understand that, that we learned how to do that. You know, we're supposed to become as little children, you know, in, as, as Jesus said, you know, in our, our place of faith and following after God. And so the, the ability to recover from our mistakes, the ability to recover from our failures is what we really want to look at and what we really want to go for, is to be able to shake free from that stuff and, and carry on, okay? Um, and it's not a thing of, of grace where you're like, there's just so much grace that there's no, uh, there's, there's no uh, importance in focusing and living according to the truth. The more that we have this sense of, of forgiveness and resilience and recovery and carrying on, the more we want to do the truth and live according to the truth, okay? So the idea is to focus on the time that you have recovered well. Can you think of a time, and, and we're going to do a bunch of, of you guys thinking and talking and stuff. This is a little more like a seminar than, than a sermon. But can you think of a time, just maybe close your eyes for a moment, can you think of a time where you were able to recover quickly from a failure? You know, maybe in sports, maybe in school where you screwed up on a, on a, on a grade or a test or something, maybe a, something that you did uh, to hurt somebody's feelings, said something unkind and cruel, but you were able to quickly come to yourself and recover and get back to them or get back to yourself and get on with winning and being successful. How many people have a time in your mind? I'm not going to make you talk. How many people can think of a time like that? All right. Take another moment. Huh? Take another moment because only about half of you. <laughs> Take a drink while you're doing that. All right. 
so getting good at recovering is, a, is resilience. It is that ability to recover and get on with the, the plan that God has for our life. Let's go to the next slide. I, um, I love the reality that, that God has a destiny that is eternal. You know, I think one, one of the things that I think, I'm speaking by faith, but one of the things that I think that we're going to be surprised at is how, how the transition into heaven is going to be a lot, it's kind of complex. In, in some ways, it's not that much different from the way that it is now. In other ways, it's completely different, okay? In, in the way that it's like, oh, Oh, okay, I'm, I'm still me, minus a few things that are really good that I'm minus of, but, but I'm, still, I'm still growing, I'm still learning, I'm still my personality, I'm still all of these things, and I keep on growing, and I keep on moving, and God still has a plan for me that's like, okay, it's like we're not going to wipe out all talents and skills and all of those kinds of things, and those kind of, I think it's just going to, we're just going to carry on. So God, God, our destiny is not just make it through this life and do whatever God has for us on this earth. It's, it, it's, it's eternal. It's, it's forever. The relationship with him, the relationship with the body of Christ, the relationship in, in the spiritual reality, all that's going to, going to carry on. It is, it is eternal. So, so it's, it's not like, oh, God, I got to figure out what my career is. I got to figure out, you know, it's like, take your time. We are in this forever, what we're doing and where we're going, okay? And, uh, and uh, Britt talked about this last week in, her, in the announcements, and, and, or not the announcements, but in prayer. Um, but Jeremiah 29, 11, for I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. The future and a hope is both now and forever and always. And um, the, uh, I know I've talked about this scripture before. This is my favorite scripture. Um, but the, the people that he was talking to were people that had failed so miserably that they had been, God had said, all right, you're on your own for a while. And they were taken into captivity. God's people were taken into captivity in Babylon and were slaves because they had been, they had been sacrificing babies. They, they'd been doing horrible things, horrible, horrible things. And, uh, and God essentially like took his hands off of them. Boom, they were taken over. And this is what God says to them. I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you a future and a hope. Well, that is, that is us as well. And there's no baby sacrificers or anything else like that in here. We are people that are, are pursuing God. He has a hope and a future for us. Let's go to the next slide. Now I have the thoughts of peace and not of evil underlined in this, in this, uh, this version of this verse. And it's important to know um, the relationship with God where he loves you, he forgives you, he, all those kinds of things, but he likes you too. He has, he wants to, 
um, spend time with you. He wants to interact with you. He wants you to feel good in his presence. He wants you to feel comfortable in his presence. You know, like, like little children would be in the presence of God. You know, they could have crumbs on their face and their diaper full of, their diaper full. <laughs> and they would be, they would be totally comfortable being with Jesus, you know. And um, being being with the Lord, and so God wants us to be comfortable with His presence. He wants us to be uh, in our very human condition, connected with Him, a friend with Him, in love with Him, and He in love with you, because He has thoughts of peace about you, and not evil. As a grandparent as a parent I didn't have that <laughs> very well as a grandparent it, you know it's it, I can relate to this so much because it's not my job to be on top of training my, my you know my grandchildren it was with my kids I I was supposed to I was responsible for training them and so so I, I couldn't and, and part of this just was my immaturity but I, I couldn't just, you know, sit back and have thoughts of peace about them. Although I did. I loved them and they were cool and all that kind of stuff. But, but it was still, I was like on top of every, every little bad behavior and I just, couldn't, I just couldn't back off and stuff. But as a grandparent, it's like, ah, she bashed his little, you know, friend over the head with a, with a hammer or something like that. You know, it's like, ah, you know, <laughs> it's not their spirit. It's not who they are. It's just, you know. You guys take care of that, would you? <laughs> you know, there, there's just a different uh, level of grace. I think it is as as grandparents, where it's like, I th I think I can, you know, wrap my head around thoughts of peace and and not of evil that God has about us. You know, he he loves us and he likes us and he feels so connected to us, and he wants us to be able to feel that way towards him as well. Like we just sit down and have a chat with, with Jesus in our front living room as if we can connect with him. And then I like the thing of everyday disciples. You know, it's like we're, we're that's our, our tagline, <laughs> whatever you want to call it, for the, for the church, you know. It's like we want to do it every day. We want to be involved with him. We want to be connected with him every day. And, uh, and, and we're also not superstars. We're not trying to be something that we are not. We're trying, we're just average, hungry for Jesus kind of people that are continuing on to learn to, to be like him. All right, let's go to the next slide. So um, I'm sorry, that's not more legible or readable. But, um, you know, it's like the existential epiphany and I know that this is not an epiphany for, for you, but that's the reality of the matter is why, why we're here on earth, you know, is, is what I talked about it in the very beginning. God has a, a plan for us, which is we're like in our basic training here. When we get to heaven, we won't have to wrestle with the cares of this world. When we, when we get to heaven, we won't have to wrestle with the sin that is in our, our, our bodies, you know. We have to carry on to accomplish God's will 
in, with all of these difficulties that we, we wrestle with all of the time. And so it is, a, it is a great opportunity to use our faith. That will be, it will be more difficult to use our faith when we get to heaven because we won't be encumbered with the things of this world. And so this is an opportunity to, to, it's really basic training our whole lives here on earth as far as it enabling us to really strengthen our faith and strengthen our commitment and dependence upon God to be able to have victory in this, in this life. Okay, um, and, and the other part is what Paul is talking about. The other part is we want to take as many people with us into the kingdom of God as we possibly can. So those two reasons are, are, are the reasons that we're here. Okay, and then Paul, Paul says, let me read it from here. Paul says in Philippians chapter 1, he says, for, me, for to me to live is Christ, but to die is gain. For if I am to live on in the flesh... This will mean fruitful labor for me. In other words, he's going to see people get saved and healed and, and drawn to him. He, but he, then he says, but I don't know which to choose. I'm hard-pressed from both directions, having the desire to depart and be with Christ, for that is very much better. Now, this is a man who has seen the reality of heaven. You know, and uh, I think it's 2 Corinthians. It talks about, uh, I think it's chapter 12, where he talks about, I knew a man... One time, whether in the flesh or out of the flesh, I don't know. But that man went to the third heaven. He's talking about himself. That man went to the third heaven. And so he saw things that he was unable to communicate what he saw there. He, is in the, he was in the very literal presence of Jesus. Let alone what happened is, you know, when he, when he got saved and, and the light came and you blinded him and all that. Besides all of those kinds of things, he was in heaven and experienced what heaven was like. And he said, much better. That is very much better for me to go there. Okay. And, and um, that is our reality. You know, it's like, it, you know, God's destiny being eternal. You know, we're going to be in heaven connected and friends and all of those kinds of things as well. But it's going to be way, way, way better. All right, and then he says, uh, for that is very much better, yet to remain on in the flesh is more necessary for your sake. And so, um, so reason number one why we're here to exercise our faith. And so J James chapter one, which, which, uh, which Trey talked about a couple, I don't know, it was a couple weeks ago or whatever, but it's considering it all joy, my brethren, when you encounter various trials. So part of God's plan and God's, purposes is working in us not that he causes them but just being on earth they happen just being on earth they happen the trials and and tribulations and it happened to people that don't know jesus as well as people that do know jesus and some some of the suffering for jesus uh doctrinal people that buy into that doctrine they think it's like oh you know we we have a way harder because we're we're christians and so forth you know and it's it's just not true. Being on earth, there's going to be trials and tribulations and difficulties. And working through those things and having faith is, uh, is challenge enough. And then number two is we're impacting others. So the, uh, go, let's go to the next slide. So the cool thing about this, what time did I start talking? <laughs> Sorry. I know I'm supposed to be done at a particular time. Not, not, not that anybody put it upon me, but, but myself. But anyway, our inevitable destiny. I love, 
I love the idea of in, inevitable destiny. Um, this is, this is going to be what we experience. This is going to be what happens in our life. It is a for sure thing, okay? It's like gonna, it's going to happen. Reminds me of that. What about Bob movie where the guy says, let's talk about death. Talk about death. It's going to happen. Anyway, our inevitable destiny, it is going to happen. And what is it that is going to happen? For those whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son in order that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. All right? We are destined. It is, it's unavoidable. We, it's going to happen that we will be conformed to the image of his son. And we all with unveiled face beholding the glory of the Lord as being transformed into the same image from one degree of glory to another. Being transformed into the same image. Who is Jesus? But this comes from the Lord who is the spirit. And then the next one there, 1 Corinthians 15. Just as we have been, just as we have borne the image of the man of dust, we shall also bear the image of the man of heaven. Beloved, we are God's children now, and what we will be has not yet appeared, but we know that when he appears, we shall be like him. All right, so the idea is, the more do you understand that this is who you are being shaped into, the more that you can have confidence that the, the work is being done even now. It's happening now. You will get better and more spiritual and stronger every day when you know that this is in the process of happening as it is. All right. So um, I'd like the worship team to come up. But we're not done. We're going to, they're just going to be, provide some ambiance. So, because um, it's really early, it's only 1025. So we're going to go for a little while longer. But I want you to be, I want you to have the opportunity to envision, you know, um, some things I want you to I want you to kind of allow God to paint a picture of yourself being more mature than you are now and you know the more that you can see it as the more that you can make it easier to become it because it's going to happen and so you, so you begin with spending some time thinking about it, meditating on it, praying about it, envisioning it. So um, let's go to the next slide. So with your inevitable destiny in mind, that you are being conformed to the image of Christ, you're a long ways from that, and, and as am I. <laughs> but it's happening. So I want you to imagine... Being free from the influence of sin nature that you carry about you in your body. Or imagine what you'd be like 
without any insecurities, without any anxiety, without any of those fears and worries that pound away at us. Thank you. So just do take a couple of nice, long, deep breaths and close your eyes if you're comfortable enough to do that. I know that the things that I've been talking about you probably not new things for you in any kind of way, but let the Spirit speak to you and help you to get a, a clearer picture of a more mature version of you which is that person without insecurities, sin, worry and fear. But one with stability, with peace, a very, very best version of you being the normal version of you with your strengths emanating from you. The stability and wisdom, all the good parts of who you are, being a dominant aspect of what comes out of you. The love that you have for the people that you connect with or that you're responsible for. Now I want you to think also of the people that you are close to, your family, your friends. And I want you to think about what they would be like without their insecurities or their sin. And them being the very best version of themselves continually because that is going to happen that is who they're going to be that is their inevitable destiny as well just keep taking nice long deep breaths
spirit to speak to each person in the room too. Burn the truth of how you love them and how you like them. Have thoughts of peace about them. How you accept them. Remove their transgressions, their sins, their failures as far as the east is from the west. And we thank you, Lord, that you remembered not the sin. We're so grateful to you, Lord, for your acceptance, for your love, for your desire to have relationship with us and we pray that you help us to be more free to be ourselves and to understand our inevitable destiny to be conformed to the image of Jesus and we pray that you help us to be able to be okay with ourselves and to and with our loved ones as well. Help us, Lord, to be able to treat them as if we see them clearly the way that you see them. With greater affection, with greater compassion, with greater Thank you, Lord. you stand to your feet we're still not done uh, Matthew 18 says that um, if two of you agree on earth as touching anything it shall be done for them by our father which is in heaven and uh, so there's great power in agreement and um, I just want us to agree together for every person in here to be able to uh, wrap your hearts in, around the idea that um, you are accepted by God, you are loved by God, you are liked by God, he wants to be close to you, and any kind of struggle that you might have in accepting and being okay with yourself I want you to be able to just like that little girl just shake off the shame the embarrassment the, the uh, 
frustration with any of your own insecurities or failures um, and be in agreement uh, that this will not hinder you in your relationship with God or your relationship with yourself or relationship with your loved ones. So you just put your hand on the shoulder of the person by you or get by somebody and let's agree together. And if it's not for you, let it be for them. But let's just agree together. Lord, we just agree together according to your word. acceptance of who we are in this world people that are pursuing you pursuing your will pursuing your plan for our lives and we pray that you help us to have a clear picture of how you see us how you feel about us Help us to be able to see ourselves that way. Help us to feel that way about ourselves. Help us to see our loved ones and the people around us the way that you see them. And help us to feel that way about the people that are around us. And we pray, Lord, in agreement together, God, that we would shake free from this and be closer to becoming who we are inevitably destined to become. And Lord, I pray if anybody is, is still really wrestling with this, that they would have the courage and grace to be able to reach out for help, further help to get free from it in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Let's join together and sing.